Hi, hello, good morning, and welcome to this week's serving of Mickey Waffles, a Disney podcast where we cover everything from parks, movies, and merchandise. My name is Sinead. My name's Kate. Hi, guys. How's it going? I'm good, Kate. How are you? No, I'm fine. I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> where everybody's just still where Everyone's just there. still here. <laughs> <laughs> How's um, your week been? Yeah, it's been fine. Nothing overly exciting has happened. I made brownies, made banana bread. I feel like I made something else that I don't think I did. I made cupcakes last week. But last oh, your night. cupcakes looked amazing. I have to yeah. give it to you. They were Not actually, that your brownies and your banana bread didn't, like, but the cupcakes me. in particular. Uh, yeah, that was, that was pretty much it. That's all, nice. all I've been doing. Yep. Fun times. Well, babe, I know you've been working. Yeah, That's all you still, do. <laughs> still, still working away. <laughs> um, about the most exciting thing I have going on is I booked a week off for the first week of June because we have a bank holiday anyway, so I only had to use four days. But I feel so mentally exhausted that I was like, mm, I've taken one day's holiday so far this year, so I think I'm going to use up some. Yeah, I think it's um, I think it's quite hard for like I think it's quite easy for people to be like, oh, you have it easier than me during lockdown and all this sort of stuff. But I think it's like pretty hard on everyone quite equally because yeah. you've got people who are furloughed or part time layoff who have absolutely no purpose, and then you've got people who are still doing their jobs at home but have like a, either like a loss of purpose or like they want to overachieve because that's what happens yeah. when you work from home a lot, and it's like I'm not doing enough because. And it can be like difficult to figure out like when to leave <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and when like, to stop I, working. Yeah. Like I, I'm quite good. I do try to really like stick to my work times. And I, this, even if I'm like working from a different part of the house, cause I get bored of sitting in my office and um, I will take my stuff and leave it back into my office and put my laptop on my phone on charge and just leave them in there and close the door and not even think about them again and until I have to go mm-hmm. back in the morning so yeah that's probably about the most the most exciting thing that I've done this week was book my week off I'm very I'm very much looking forward to it it's exciting it's exciting time <laughs> <laughs> so we don't have a guest this week no we don't in case you didn't notice right after after we said hello, there was no special guest Tuesday. Ellen asked if she want. Ellen asked if she wanted her if we wanted her to come on just to say hello and then leave again, just so that we could just so continue. we could play the jingle. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, "Well, I, I just it. like come on and say hi, and then be like, bye." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I "Maybe the commitment. We'll we'll see how the, we'll see how the lockdown still goes, and we'll see where we're at." <laughs> yeah. If if you do have a Disney experience that you would like to come and talk to us about, let us know. Send us a DM. We'll we'll talk to anybody. Oh yeah, always we welcoming it. new faces. We love people to sell us the extortionate um, experiences that Disney Paris have to offer. <laughs> I actually I had a dream during the week actually where so me and Brett had had a conversation about two weeks ago when the Euro Millions was like eighty million. I was like, what will we do if we won? And I actually had a dream that I did win. Wow. So me, you and Amy went and did Castle Club and like did the sparkling experience and had a wonderful time. <laughs> <laughs> I love that it was me, you and Amy and not you and Breath. <laughs> oh no. It was, me, it, it, it was the three of us. It was a collective thing. <laughs> so yeah. We had another one of our Disney drinks. That's something that we've done since we recorded last. That's very true. That was actually very fun. It was highly enjoyable. That was number four? <sighs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I do it by the amount of um, quizzes I've written. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I think, yeah, it must be number four, yeah. Yeah. 
we had some some more lovely new people join us as well as the existing ragtag group that we usually have uh-huh. uh, we also had nick the lovely nick from the disney parks and beyond podcast and more importantly guys i got to meet alice right and it, it was honestly the most i was so happy and this <laughs> poor six-year-old child was so scared and all i wanted to do was be friends with her and she was like hey, I'm gonna and she's obviously the utmost she's obviously like the epitome of politeness and she just knew that she had to say hi and just stand there. <laughs> and it was I was very like, hey. Um, but yeah, it was lovely. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a really good time. So the next time we're going to be running one of these is the 29th of May. So next Friday, there will be See, another I, one. I just like to mention that Alice is Nick's daughter. We didn't invite this six-year-old girl. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, the way that sounded, it was like, Alice, come on our Zoom. <laughs> No, no, we did not do that. We had parental consent. He did get off his chair and go and find his daughter. We did not yeah, bring a six-year-old. Didn't even it. ask. Didn't even ask. He went of his own accord. <laughs> just FYI there. Just want to let everyone uh, know. I'm glad that you flagged that so it wasn't just this weird group of Disney adults and a six-year-old. So. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It sounded weird. <laughs> just want to let everyone know. <laughs> but um, yeah, if you would like to join our next next quiz it'll be taking place on the 29th of may which is bank holiday weekend so happy days four days before my birthday Woo-hoo. fyi and you get to be the ripe age of 24 oh fun times big old, big old two four what does it mean nothing <laughs> you know what 20, 20 age 24 means absolutely fucking nothing <laughs> not in a bad way just like there's oh. nothing special about yeah. it like when you're 21 21 and when you're 22 it's like oh i was 21 but i'm 22 and then even when it's 25 you're like halfway in the middle and you know yeah. 24 is one of those like ah you're getting through at ages <laughs> yeah yeah pretty 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 i can't i can't even defend it because i can't remember anything in particular about 24 i yeah, feel like see, 26 was a good year yeah see, 26, I, feel like, I feel like 26 was a solid year like 26 and then 28 and then you've got your 30s but there's something mm. about the 24 even this that just doesn't hit. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> or I, feel I could you. just do what all the Facebook posts say and don't take this year and I'll just stay 23 for another year. <laughs> you could do the Sam approach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what age am I? One year less than I am. <laughs> I must be 22, <laughs> which means I'll be 23. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so with all that said and done, shall we get on with the news? Yes, let's, let's do it. Okay, so where do you want to start? Will we start we small with... small amounts of news. Will we start with the news from today? Uh, about Disney Springs. Yeah. Great, cool. Yeah, so Disney Springs opened today. <laughs> so for anyone fact-checking, no, we didn't record on Tuesday, we recorded on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, so Disney Springs opened today. It only opened with a select number of outlets open, and it didn't open with any Disney-owned companies. Uh, I know you didn't watch the Tim Tracker video, but in the Tim Tracker video... Oh, you did watch it. Oh, I no, did. It's the other video you didn't watch. Sorry, my bad. Um, I didn't know Deluxe Burger was opened by Disney. Yeah. I was like, wow. Now, like, in my mind, all of those restaurants are just third-party restaurants. But, yeah, of course, some of them would be owned by Disney. But that blew my mind. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, so Disney Springs opened today with a lot of measures that are pretty similar to ones that we saw in Shanghai, actually. It was very similar, like the stickers on the ground and all that sort of stuff. And I'm surprised that they have that big don't stand in this block sticker. 
Yeah. I think I think they're very confusing to have like stand here but then don't stand here. I feel like it's a lot to get around. But mm. yeah, I mean so far it looks like it's pretty empty and a lot of people are pretty happy about that. Some people are happy because they think they're fighting back at Disney because no one should have to wear a mask to go to Disney. And then I think some people are happy because they know that it's way too early for any like public mall outlet to like open. Sorry, the little recording fox has made an appearance in the garden again. She's oh. like running about. Anyways, um, yeah, if anybody hasn't seen, so for some reason Disney decided that they were going to do a media event about their COVID-19 restrictions. To be honest, I kind of I thought it was quite funny. Necessary, but funny. Yeah, because like when because when CityWalk opened in Universal, everyone was like, oh, what are they going to do? Because people want to know what the things put in place are. And like when Tim said, yeah. like, there was a lot of news out, like actual media outlets there that are going to put it on the local news and stuff. And I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But it is very Disney to be like, let's have a party. Yeah. So if you haven't, if you haven't seen what the restrictions are, or if you would just like a very clear, concise, straightforward, very non-biased view of the restrictions that are in place in Disney Springs and will likely be in place as and when the parks start to reopen as well. Tim Tracker has a really, really good video. It's, it's only about 10 minutes long and yeah, it is short. very informative. It is very non-biased as to being pro one thing or the other, whatever the hell is going on. So would recommend giving it a watch and kind of getting a gauge for what it's like. My favorite bit from that video is when they had the Disney ambassadors demonstrating how you yeah. keep two meters apart from people in a queue. And I was like, man, we've been doing that here for the past two and a half months in Tesco. I wish, man, can I be a Disney ambassador? I know how to do that. I mean, I'll be a Tesco ambassador. <laughs> do you know what I, I was just like, okay, sure. I mean, I understand from Disney's perspective to be like, we have shown you everything down to the T of what you have yeah. to do to be here to the point of showing you how to queue. So this is true. This is true. They, people can't complain just, that they didn't know or they weren't told. Or made me laugh. <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> because they're dressed so in like perfect, like neutral outfits, and the girls in like her nun skirt with her little ballet pumps, and she's like, "I'm Disney." <laughs> yeah. I was like, it was uh, just, a couple it things. Made me giggle. A couple things to note from it. Starbucks had a welcome back drink available exclusively oh, in um, Disney Springs, which was like. It was like a frappuccino and Disney food blog posted a tweet about it and it was like dragon fruit and mango or something like that. And then had like a ginger whipped cream or something, but it was like a welcome back drink. Do you think it's really just stuff that they have overstock of that if they don't get rid of soon that they're going to have to just throw it away? (laughs) Absolutely. And one of the food outlets had Dole Whip nachos available, which is seemingly a new thing. So it's like Dole Whip and it's like waffle is like, like cut into the shape of like tortilla chips. Nice. And like toppings and stuff. I don't know. I don't like pineapple, so it, I wouldn't be a fan of it. But I can imagine Kate would really enjoy it. I love me some pineapple. <laughs> um, so, I also know that Joffrey's were giving away a mug with oh, very good. any retail purchase. So like not a coffee. Oh, if you bought actual coffee, coffee. Yeah, or like a, mu- a or like a cup or something, I guess. Yeah, fair. It's interesting to see how they're like, hey, come buy our things. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So that was all the that was all the third party outlets, and then is it from the twenty seventh? So next yeah. Wednesday, mm-hmm. Disney owned outlets are going to be start reopening as well. So it'll be interesting to see what crowds are like when actual 
Disney-owned properties start opening again? Because it's going to be like World of Disney, the Mercantile, and something else. I can't remember. But it's like, the fact that World of Disney is opening, I think that's the big hitter. Because it's going to be like yeah. actual Disney merch and product and ears and spirit jerseys and all of that pizzazz. Oh my. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, and then City Walk also opened as well. Sorry. That's and, what I was going to say. Oh, great, cool. Great lines. <laughs> City Walk opened, was it two days ago? No, last week. It was on, it was at the weekend, wasn't it? Yeah. My space of, my relative space and time is gone. We could be anywhere right now. But they That's opened right. and it just seemed like nobody gave a toss about anything. Yeah, a lot of the reports were that whilst people were wearing masks, going through the temperature checks and stuff like that, a lot of guests were seen wandering down with their masks under their chin. You may as well not be wearing one or had just taken them off altogether. And when they were approached by team members, were they were just told, oh, it's too hot. I'm not wearing it. And it, it didn't seem like it was being as enforced as you would hope. Yeah. But the main kind of thing I took from everybody being at City Walk was that one, everybody was whinging that the music wasn't on in the parks. And it's kind of like, lads, there's bigger fish, just bigger fish to fry. And two, Voodoo Donuts must have made an absolute killing because it just seemed like everybody was getting their Voodoo Donuts. Yeah. Which I can't I, blame them. No, to be honest, neither can I. But also, it is funny when you see the split in comments on social media because people are like, wow, I hope your donuts were really worth it. Because, like, was that really, like, was it really worth it? Um, yeah. yeah. It's just, it's just a time, isn't it? Yeah. I saw a TikTok and it was some dude in America in a car and he was like, wow, I love it. I love how America is just like, we don't like Corona anymore. We're done with her. We're just going to, we're just going to open again. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Which is basically what's I happening. Saw, yeah, I saw a tweet and it was like, the rest of the world is watching America the way America watched Tiger King. And I'm like, mm, yeah. Oh, wow. That's, yeah, that's yeah, deep. That's that a, is. That's, that's a deep cut. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a hot take. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's pretty much but, everything regarding outside shopping outlets. <laughs> yeah, that's everything from kind of, I suppose, the orlando area shall we say we did get a an update about hong kong so we're, hong kong is a bit of a struggle bus park kind of a little bit like dlp used to be kind of, well no, no i'm not gonna say still is because dlp is uh, on the up and up yeah i think hong kong is i think hong kong is definitely on the bottom of how well the bottom rung of the parks like I, it's definitely struggling the most yeah financially not we're not commenting on the actual park itself we've not been oh we can't, no we can't like comment on that but financially financially it's financially it's always yeah. financially yeah <laughs> so there were there were a lot of kind of rumors going around as to whether people thought Hong Kong would ever reopen or whether they would ever mm-hmm. financially recover enough to be able to reopen the park. However, it is going to start soft opening to just cast members starting tomorrow. Yep, twenty yep. first of May. It's going to start soft opening. Who knows? Um, so they're going in. I think they're going into like just basically test out social distancing measures and putting everything in place and seeing how it's going. But I'm going to assume that it's pretty much exactly the same thing they've got going on in Shanghai since yeah. the stickers and the markings and stuff are the same things we're now after seeing in Disney Springs. I have a feeling that they've bought all these stickers from one provider and they're like, yeah, use them everywhere. <laughs> Consistency. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So it'll be interesting to see what happens with Hong Kong. I'm genuinely surprised 
that they are reopening it so soon i suppose they're like i wonder do, is there a part of them that thinks that because it has been closed for so long it might help like rejuvenate it a bit and people yeah, will be maybe. like oh you know i haven't been to disney in so long let's go let's go or something like that i don't know yeah potentially it'll be interesting to see what happens with it when they decide to open back up to the public yeah there's a lot of it's weird times weird weird times so the only other kind of thing that we've had so far there are due to be more announcements about the reopening of some of the parks did you say from tomorrow Kate? yeah so walt oh what was the title of the thing walt disney world are proposing their opening plans to it's called like the it's the most american title level title ever it's like orange county survival task force reopening something something it's like all oh, big wow words it's like i'm important um so yeah they're bringing big wow words <laughs> They're bringing their proposal to like how they're going to open and when they're going to open to like the, the task force of Orange County so that they can decide if it's okay. Even though I thought the mayor already said that they could just do whatever they wanted. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so I suppose keep an eye out for, I mean, by the time this comes out, that'll have already been announced. So yes. let us know what you think and we'll chat about it and give you our thoughts on next week's episode. I have a feeling we'll but... definitely put it up on the Instagram because I remember when Disney Springs... Yeah was said to open i freaked out on the instagram and i was like what is going on <laughs> we, we just have zero chill at the minute guys like why are they doing this <laughs> so so little so little chill coming from this direction little little um, little off key there mcdonald's opened a couple of mcdonald's opened back up today in ireland and yes. in one place they had to call the garda which is the police the garda copter out to um witness the traffic because the traffic was so bad from people in the drive-thru that was tallow wasn't it kate I think it was, yeah. wasn't going to mention it by name, but you know, I was just going to say a singular McDonald's. Um, I won't lie, my dad was a little <laughs> bit devastated that there, because there's a, there's a drive-through McDonald's quite close to where I live, and my dad was honestly a little bit heartbroken. Do you know the problem with it that It wasn't McDonald's. one of the ones that reopened. It's, it's so small. In, it's in such a tight area that yeah. as soon as you have more than maybe eight cars, you're out onto the road, and yeah. then you block, and there are other things open in that area that you're gonna block everything so it is also itself a tiny mcdonald's it doesn't seat very many people not that you can go and sit in it but like as just a mcdonald's it's very tiny yeah but the actual like area around it to be able to drive around it it's so tight that you you couldn't have any amount of people waiting in any way shape or form so yeah i think it'll be a while before that one reopens i agree sadly but sticking with the news (laughs) theme Yes, sir. So the only kind of last bit of news that we had is that it was announced yesterday evening, so on the 19th of May, that there has been a bit of an executive shake-up in the Walt Disney Company. And for once, it's someone we like to see. Oh, we love to see it. Love to see it. So like a lot of people had assumed, so Josh Damaro, who had been made the president of the Walt Disney World Resort, has now been given the title of Chairman of Disney Parks Experience and Products. Does he finally look like a happy little child who's been given like a rock for Christmas? And he's like, I love this rock. Thank you so much. He's like that avocado kid. You know the kid that gets an avocado for Christmas? He's like that. He's like, avocado. I love avocado. (laughs) Yeah. I just, I get such good vibes from Josh Damaro. 
and Pete Werner, who I feel like, do we ever have an episode recently that we don't mention Pete Werner in some way, shape or form? No, I love him. What a, what a guy. <laughs> he knows Josh quite, from what I've heard on his shows anyways, he knows Josh quite well. He has a very high opinion of Josh Damaro. And I pretty much take Pete's opinion of Disney stuff by law. Oh yeah, whatever he says goes. Like, that's just the end of it. Except for probably, I don't know what his opinions are or would be of things in Paris. And I feel like I'm I'm equipped enough to make my own that's very true. decisions fair, fair, fair. on that. But still, yeah. enough to do with the States. Mm-hmm. I, tr- I trust Pete's opinion implicitly Mm -hmm. so if he thinks josh is a good guy and josh is gonna do wonders for the parks i trust him Mm -hmm. i do then the former head of the disneyland resort rebecca campbell has now been made the chairman of direct to consumer and international which i don't really know what that means uh i've heard direct to consumer like disney plus (sighs) i yeah i assume so yeah and is it like disney plus and disney channel and that sort Mm. of stuff literally stuff that goes directly to the consumer like there's no it's not like um it doesn't go into the theaters or the cinemas or anything like that because that's got a middleman it just goes direct to the consumer's household i assume that's what it means because that would go hand in hand pretty well with international this is very true and she is replacing kevin mayer who left disney to go and head tiktok that baffles my mind like (laughs) imagine being like yeah so i will start to consumer and international chairman for disney and you know now i work at tiktok <laughs> like honestly ridiculous that's it's such a like he must be getting paid tons oh millions tiktok millions tiktok no tiktok that's not gonna tiktok isn't gonna be around forever because it's just not it's one of those apps like vine like it's just gonna go or like snapchat lost its snapchat will never be as popular as it used to be and all this sort of stuff. So he must be getting paid a lot to take the head okay. of a company that everyone knows is going to depreciate within like yeah, four years. Yeah, it time. has, there's a, there's a ticking time frame on it. So. Mad that, it's just mad. <laughs> ticking, talking time frame. There we go. okay i'll stop and then we also had the announcement of the two people that will be taking over from josh and rebecca so we have jeff vale will become the president of the walt disney world resort he was previously the president of disney signature experiences and then the previous president of consumer products ken pot rock i will i will just reiterate his last name is pot rock hilarious mm-hmm. and he is going to become the president of the disneyland resort not a visual medium but i'm just going to showcase a picture of this man's face doesn't he look like his last name would be pop rock oh yeah i have my have the article up here yeah brilliant you know the way in, on the, in, in the article they have both of their pictures side by side and i'm just like oh white males eh <laughs> oh white males in a navy suit and a blue shirt eh yeah <laughs> old white males in navy <laughs> Just screams Disney. Screams the chairmen of Disney. <laughs> Honestly. It just screams no. the Disney board. <laughs> oh, stop. At least they Josh tomorrow's they're all wearing navy. So is your one. Maybe that's like the Maybe it's like the, the theme Disney they were color. going for. They were like, everyone wearing yeah. I do have to say, I really like Josh Tamara's suit. It's got like a nice pinstripe going on. I feel like he's just a great guy. I feel like he knows what he's doing, and but sometimes he goes a little out there and he just looks so happy to be in his job and he's always smiling. Yeah. When do you see Bob Chapek smiling? Only when he gets to leave. Like I just, you know, it's just, yeah. 
I have good vibes. Me too. Me too. I, ha- I have. There, and there was also like I was going through Twitter last night when it got announced, and the general consensus from the Disney Twitterverse, which tends to be the the loudest. Yeah, that's of very the true. Disney fandoms. Um, most of them were very happy. Most people were very pleased to hear that it was Josh. So much more than the reaction that Bob Chapek got. I'll tell you, that was that was not quite so um not quite so heartwarming, shall we say. Um. <laughs> Finding out that Bob Chapek was becoming president was like finding out that people had to wear face masks to go to Disney. That's the kind of like, do you know what I mean? And like all those Um, people that are like, no to face masks. It's the same kind of vibe. (laughs) What good will come from it? I hate it. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, that was that's pretty much everything that we have news-wise. The only other thing that I had down to include. So I got an email from Disneyland Paris earlier today Ooh. and I'll pull up what it says. Should have had this ready to go. God damn it, Sinead. Dear Sinead. Sorry. So a special thank you from your biggest fans. As some of our biggest fans and most loyal guests, we'd like to thank you for keeping the magic real in your hearts and imaginations. And then the real cute picture of Minnie Mouse drawing a heart. And it says, because we know you'll stay a dreamer, a hero, a prince or princess at heart, or even intergalactic explorer in a galaxy far, far away during this unprecedented time, your biggest fans have a very special message for just you. Thank you. And then it had a link to a unlisted video on YouTube. And it was basically you were being led around the park by pixie dust to various different characters and as it got to each character the pixie dust would explode into spelling thank you in different languages except for irish because why would they bother um we're just so small and then it finished in front of the castle huh (laughs) we're just so small compared to everyone else they're like yeah you speak english it's fine i know i know so yeah it was very cute i am i wasn't expecting i kind of assumed that the ap emails would stop Mm-hmm. especially now that they've stopped the payments and stuff i just thought they would have been like now nah, we don't need to worry about you but no it was cute i thought I, it was cute nice sh- little touch sh- sinead sent it to me and i was like oh sweet <laughs> yeah. then i was also like okay great cool thanks <laughs> yeah not the most necessary thing in the world but yeah it, it was cute for them to send anyways yeah i was definitely someone being like hey i've had this idea please don't fire me <laughs> yeah absolutely so i think that's pretty much everything for the news yep pretty much exciting times exciting exciting times (laughs) there's stickers on the ground (laughs) (laughs) um before we move on to the main bit of the episode so i feel like we've mentioned before in previous episodes that we ourselves and amy have been doing a book club Mm mm-hmm where we meet up on a Sunday, whether we've read a book or not, and generally talk shite for hours on end. We meet up on Zoom. Mostly. Yes, via Zoom. Via Zoom. (laughs) Um, And mostly we talk about things that aren't related to whatever book we've picked in any way, shape or form. But it it usually gets referenced. So we were on book three. We finished our third book last week. Is that it? Uh, Yes. 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 <laughs> and the only reason that we are bringing it up on this one is we decided to, I say read, but we all listened to it as an audiobook, mm-hmm. which was Bob Iger's 
autobiography called A Ride of a Lifetime. Yeah, it was great. Comical name, but brilliant book. Really, really enjoyed it. If you're going to listen to it, it is unfortunately not narrated by the author. It is. No. So Bob Iger does like the introduction and the end bit, which is stupid. It's and... the end. It's like a summary at the end. <laughs> yeah, it's like the best bits, like best bits to like take away with you as like a uh, like a leadership thing. I don't know, but the actual book itself was pretty good. I learned a lot about like American media, which I thought was quite interesting and how they're just crazy. Yeah. And I didn't know that Bob Iger was such good friends with. <sighs> Steve Jobs. Yeah, I wanted to say Jim something, but I knew that wasn't. No. I didn't. I wasn't like, yeah. I was like Jim. Uh, yeah, I didn't know he was such uh, big friends with uh, Steve Jobs. Yeah, I was chatting to Brefney about the book yesterday, and I mentioned that, and he was like, "Were they? I thought they just tolerated each other." And I'm like, "No, he was one of only 25 people at his funeral, so a lot closer like, than you think." Like I understand the book is written like Bob wrote the book. Oh yeah. You'd want to see, you'd, you'd feel like he couldn't, he, you feel like he'd have to be pretty truthful about that stuff because there's still a lot of people related to Steve Jobs still alive and would be like, yeah. he hated you. <laughs> yeah. If, if that was, if that was true, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's really interesting though. And I, and this is probably just kind of my like nerdy, still vaguely into financials type thing. I thought it was really interesting hearing like the ins and outs of like the Pixar deal and the Marvel deal and the deal that they had with Lucasfilm. And one thing that it did make me think of. So we did one of our quizzes a few weeks ago. And one of the questions was how much did Disney pay to acquire Lucasfilm, which Mm -hmm. was around 4.4 billion, give or take. And I remember the two of us thinking, wow, that seems not little because 4.4 billion is not a small amount of money in any way, shape or form. However, it's considerably less than they paid for the likes of Pixar and stuff. And Mm -hmm. I didn't really understand why, because on the face of it, you would imagine that Star Wars, the movies and the rights to the Star Wars franchise and merchandise and all of that would be worth considerably more. But he kind of goes into how they value the likes of that, how they value the talent that they get, the directors that they get, the pipeline that they get, all of that. And it's kind of like, that's where Lucasfilm was kind of lacking versus the likes of Pixar that had oceans of talent, had oceans of directors, oceans of pipeline, all that kind of stuff. So I found that really interesting, which is again, just me being a total nerd, but here we are. No, yeah, it was good because I was, when I was thinking, I was like, I probably would think that way if I'd have had that much of experience and all that sort of stuff from Bob Iger. Like he went through a lot before he became where, Bob before Iger. he b- yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like he <laughs> did he did have a very extensive background in mm. media and that kind of stuff. But I was just like, wow, yeah. I never I would like on the surface of it, you don't think about it because you're not like Lucasfilm wasn't actually doing anything. It was just sitting there. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't realize how many. Like, of course, it makes sense. But as like a layman who just enjoys cartoons, you don't think about how many things Pixar have in production like years before they're ever going to be released. Like when he went into Pixar, they had like six films in production that were released over a span of like 12 years. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, look at all these things we have. And he was like, whoa, it's mad. It's it's truly crazy. And now to think of where Pixar is now as Disney Pixar and how much more they have at their disposal now you've got to be like wow and then they still came out with onward i know 
But what I, what I will say is if you're listening to the podcast and you haven't read or listened to Ride of a Lifetime, if you're obviously you're, if you're listening to this, you're a Disney fan. But anyways, if you're kind of intrigued in like the behind the scenes type stuff, would highly recommend it. If you send us a DM on Instagram, I think we can send you a link to it via Audible. And if you haven't received a book via Audible, you can get it for free. So if anybody Not wants... Us. We don't have a promo code or anything. You just do it through Audible. No. <laughs> no. But you can you can message us and we can send you the like referral thing too. I did that with Breff yesterday and he, I don't think he'd accepted a book on Audible, so he got it for free. So hey. give us a shout. We'll see. We'll see what we can do. Might not work, but we'll try. Yeah, we'll try. <laughs> what would you give it out of five? We love a rating. Um, like, I want to say three and a half. Oh, okay. Like, I did like it. The start of it, I found quite boring. There was a lot of names of people I didn't know and couldn't remember because I was listening to them. And it was just like I was listening to someone have a, have a conversation. And he'd say people, and I'd be like, sorry, have we talked to... Who is this? Like, I don't know. Like, he'd say people in passing. And I'd be yeah. like, are they important? I don't, okay. And there, there was, I just found the start kind of boring. But when he started getting into more like interesting jobs that weren't just like yeah. a runner for a TV show, that's when I realized it. But at the very beginning, I did feel like I just powered through a bit because I wasn't really interested in that's his fair. very early days. But as a book as a whole, it is really good. But from, I just, I just couldn't give it a four purely for that reason. How <laughs> about fair. you? Um, I am going to give it a four. Mm. I've docked a half a point because it wasn't narrated by Bob Iger. And from listening to kind of the foreword, you've gotten really like used to his voice. And then I find that a lot of audible, I don't voice actors feels like the wrong term. Narrators? Narrators. That's the correct term that is. Um, I feel like a lot of audible narrators can sound a little robotic and mm-hmm. I found the guy that narrated it to be a little robotic because you've obviously just spent half an hour listening to Bob Iger. It, it's quite jarring. But yeah. by like kind of the second chapter, I'd gotten used to his voice and had was enjoying it. And I'm also docking a half point because I would have liked a bit more information about the parks. Yeah. I get that Bob is a media guy. And mm-hmm. a lot of what he has done has focused solely around buying up intellectual properties in the media sense so I get that but overall I really enjoyed it I thought it was really interesting and it was interesting kind of especially given the current circumstances where they were kind of navigating what bits of Fox they wanted and how they were like Fox News hell no yeah they were like we'll sell that (laughs) loved that they were like we don't we don't want that you can keep that (laughs) so that I found quite funny and I also really liked, sorry, just one last bit about, I just found it interesting was that whenever he went into a meeting to discuss Marvel, he always had his like A to Z of Marvel characters that he yeah. like looked at beforehand. And I was like, wow. What, <laughs> what, a, what a little cutie, Leonard. Yeah. He's just like, hey, here we go. Or when he first handed it to Steve Jobs and Steve Jobs was like, I don't want this. Do you think you should buy it or no? Like, I don't really care about your book. I know. Yes. <laughs> Uh, what a time yes yeah, so that was um so it's the ride of a lifetime definitely give it a listen if you've got the time get Would it recommend <laughs> everyone has the time what i'm talking about no one's doing yeah. it <laughs> it's not very long either i don't enjoy audiobooks that are longer than 10 hours because i feel like i'm slogging through them i like ones hmm. that are under 10 hours and this one is it's an it's a nice time it's a good time you should read, you should listen to it absolutely i also I also think it's something that you should listen to and not read because I feel like if I was reading that, I probably oh, would I put it down. So bored. 
I was so bored. I'm like, okay, yeah, great. All these numbers and all these people that I don't care about. <laughs> yeah. I, to be honest, I kind of find that like, and this is just a personal thing. I don't enjoy reading biographies. I just don't enjoy reading biographies. However, I really like listening to biographies because mm-hmm. especially because a lot of biographies are narrated by the author and the person that the book is about. So it's always more interesting hearing how they obviously intended it to come across because they can give the inflections, they know the context behind it, stuff like that. Whereas even if it's narrated by somebody else, they kind of will just read it as plain text. Yeah. So that's why I prefer listening to autobiographies. And that question sees it. So on to the main topic of the episode. Yes. Guess no. what it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Last week... We mentioned that the guys from the Theme Park Trader had had a really good episode, which would still highly recommend you go and listen to, where they went around and picked one ride from each of the parks that Disney and Universal have around the world and picked one to ride. I read what I thought this was about and got it completely wrong. So what me and Kate are doing instead, the next... This is what she thought weeks, they were doing. <laughs> this is what I thought they were doing. But now we've just kind of made up our own way. But I'll, I'll still give a shout out to Theme Park Trader because... The idea kind of half came from them. So what we've decided we're going to do for the next few weeks, because I still just don't think I can commit to doing in-depth research about rides. So we're still going to take a break from that. Eventually, one day, one day we will finish Fantasyland. But today or the next few weeks is not those days. So what we're going to do is we are going to build our dream park. So we are going to use existing things from all of the various Disney parks from around the world. And we are going to collate them into our dream park we're going to do it land by land and we're going to take the best bits or what we think anyways are the best bits because obviously it'll vary from piece to piece as to what we think is the best so we decided this week that we would start with main street uh yeah so that's what we're gonna do <laughs> so do you want to kick us off with how you get into the park what's your dream yeah. entrance So I have definitely a non-barrier entrance system because I hate barriers. (laughs) I think it's more so that I hate the barriers in Disneyland Paris so much because they're so slow and sluggish. And I know that we have had that one time that we got to use the new ones in Walt Disney Studios. That just go whoosh. They're quite nice. But from watching vlogs of people going to Magic Kingdom with just their magic band and their fingerprint, it's just so much easier. It's just yeah, it so is. much, it's so much swifter and you don't have to, and even though the tapping of the magic band and the scanning of the fingerprint still takes about 15 seconds, it just, it's just the ease of just zoom, zoom, it just makes so much more sense. So that's what I have. <laughs> okay. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a magic band. You hmm. can still use, during the way um, you can get them on the cards. Yeah, and just tap the cards. That I'm still okay with that, but I'm definitely in a non-barrier situation. I feel you, and I totally second that. Great. However, the only kind of tweak that I've added to it. So I also enjoy the non-barrier. I enjoy the magic band, so you don't actually have, have anything in your hands. Mm-hmm. I've gone a step further. So in the Disneyland Resort, when you scan your ticket or your annual pass, the cast member has a little screen and a picture of you will pop up, and they can confirm visually as to whether it's you 
So I'm going to kind of combine the Disney World magic band, no barriers, but have the cast member with the screen. So when you tap your magic band, it comes up with a picture or they have a little camera there where they can take a picture of you. It's your first time using your ticket. And so that you don't have to use your fingerprint because COVID-19, you shouldn't be touching shit. Ah, good, 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 Uh good. My only problem with that is, not problem, but my, my only double advocate with that is, is that it's basically like the security systems that you get in passport control in Mm -hmm. the airports and they never work for me because I'm too short and they just don't see my face (laughs) so I feel you but I think but that's just a troubleshooting issue that is that's just honing in on the technology but in my head I can just see myself being like (laughs) yeah but I think it's it's not that it has to confirm your face I think like it gets attached to your profile so I think when you scan your ticket your profile pops up with your picture I have just like a cast member there with like an iPad. Yeah, like, yeah that's like, you. Yeah, that's you. Oh, okay, yeah. great. No, I like that way more. Perfect. So we're doing a hybrid. Great. So the next thing I have down is railway. Yeah. That's obviously the first thing you come into in a castle park. I basically have the exact same thing as Magic Kingdom because okay. I think that's how it should be. <laughs> okay. So like just straight into railway. Fair. <laughs> railway and, and flowers. You, are you specifically picking the Magic Kingdom railway? Yes, because I also have here, just as a note to that, in my ideal world, I would like them to bring the opening, like the rope drop show back to the oh, train yeah. station rather oh, than have it so on the castle. Because I wrote, I have it here. I was like, I understand. I know why the show is being moved to the castle. And overall, it makes yeah. more sense. And it just makes everything flow. And I understand that it'll never come back. But I enjoy the vibe of having it on the train a lot more. <laughs> I feel in, an, in Purely from an idealistic perspective, I would yeah. prefer it on the train. I completely understand why it's not. But I would bring it back to the train. But you're building your dream park, so... Exactly. It's just me here. Nobody else is here. It's just me. So there's loads of room for me. I can stand. I can be the special person that gets to go on the train. See? It's oh, just beautiful. Everyone's coming up, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I have gone for the railway from the Disneyland Resort. I like okay. that they always have a Mickey Mouse on the bank. And also, which is probably going to be the theme through a lot of my answers, like the train was put in specifically in that park because Walt was obsessed with trains. That's the train that Walt has gone on. It has the Lily carriage in it. I just, I feel like there's a lot of history with that particular train station. Mm-hmm. Either way, I would want my castle park to have a train. And yeah. I'm not, I don't have a particular preference necessarily, but I just, Personally, with the history behind it, I would go with the Disneyland one because it's cute. Plus, they always have characters out front as well, which what is more exciting than literally just tapping your magic band, emptying your picture, you get through. Oh, there's a princess. Beautiful. Happy days. <laughs> <laughs> I'm easily amused. Then I know you have First Hub and then Surrounding Buildings. This is the one just like detailed heading that I didn't have. But okay. I just want to note here that the one thing i hate about disneyland paris is how when you go through the turnstiles and you're immediately hit with just like this random open space and then you have the train station and it just feels a bit weird and then you've got that weird shop in the middle that has all those 
uh, tea stands outside that have like hoodies and hats and all that crap yeah. on it. And I just hate it. It doesn't feel very Disney. So when you say like first hub, when you say like the first hub, that's what immediately comes to mind is like, as soon as I've come through the tickets and I've seen the, and I've seen the train station and I've got that big Mickey Mouse flower arrangement. As soon as I go on there, I want to be hit by the first hub. And that's what I want to yeah. see. I don't want to see Absolutely. this just like random opening of like no like space and it just it doesn't feel I don't I don't like it. Like yeah, when people walk it. through they're like, oh wow, Disney, but in Disneyland Paris you don't really hit it until you walk around the corner and then see the castle. Which I know seeing the castle is a hit point for all the parks, but there's something about Disneyland Paris where I'm just like, oh there's a lot of waste space here and it yeah. just feels a bit naff. No, that's my it. only opinion towards it. But if I was I haven't really thought about it, but the whole like first hub thing, I do really like the whole gazebo that Disneyland Paris has. Love and I'll gazebo. Yeah. And then just like the surrounding buildings, I just think it's really important to have your city hall and obviously your city hall. And it, does someone have a fire station? Yes. The fire station is in the I think Magic Kingdom might have one, but I know there's definitely the fire station in Disneyland Resort because above that is Walt's apartment. Yeah, I want that. <laughs> yeah. You've I'm literally stolen <laughs> my exact answer. So I had sorry. the first... No, we're, we're in sync. I love the DLP um, first hub thing. Like when you actually go under the train station, that hub area is what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I think it's super cute. I think the gazebo is adorable. It's always decked out. The Halloween gazebo decorations are like some of my favorite decorations in all of Disneyland Paris. There's the like spooky lanterns. There's the ghost band. And I just, I love that area. It's great for meet and greets. It's great for just like little candid photos. Um, it's also a viewing area for the fireworks as well. If you plan on staking out in three mm-hmm. hour wait, probably. Just for illuminations. So I, just, I really enjoy that as an, an additional themed area. As for the surrounding buildings... I also would want the Disneyland Resort one. And the reason that I have surrounding buildings is because I would want the fire station with Walt's apartment. And I believe they have various kind of meet and greets and stuff around that area as well. Similar to like they have in DLP. But Mm -hmm. I think they just have general better setting, shall we say. Yeah, I mean, I understand... I understand why DLP is the way it is. But there's just something about that initial hub area that, like, yeah, it's okay, but there's not really anything special about it. Like, you've got your city hall where you can go and complain or you can get your orange or green pass, and that's basically what it's pretty much used for. And then you've got the opposite side, which is just a shop, and then all those fake facades, and that's pretty much it. And it just feels, yeah, it just feels like, oh, you know, you could probably do more here. (laughs) because I like agree. all of the fake facades and stuff they don't even have any meaning because like i know because i know we're talking about having a fire station that isn't a real fire station and then an apartment that you can't go into unless you pay extortion amount of money to go on a, um, an experience but it's like mm-hmm. it just has so much more meaning in disneyland yeah like absolutely. that facade being there makes more sense whereas in disneyland absolutely. paris you've got that fake dentist that just plays the soundtrack of someone getting their molars yeah. drilled and you're like, okay, great. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. So Main Street, actual main stretch of stretch of it. What are you, what are you going Street, with? USA. So I said I'd probably lean more towards Disneyland Resort because Fair. I literally, I've written down, I like the way the things are still cute mm-hmm. um, and Disney and Main Street, but they're all a bit more realistic. So... Yes. 
they just they're not like 10 foot up in the air and they're not like over exaggerated but they're still cute and they're still oh this feels like disney but they're also like oh these are shops i could go into <laughs> absolutely i totally agree um I... go on. no no go on so i also i've kind of segmented mine fair I put a lot of thought into it and i, I have a feeling you're probably going to agree with everything that i'm going to say here oh yeah so, i have more to say because by the time we both get to the end we'll probably have had the same thing <laughs> <laughs> we'll have amalgamated our dream parks <laughs> so i have for the main actual stretch of it i also have disneyland resort for similar reasons that i have the disneyland resort train station because there's history behind it those like very first imagineers are plastered up and down all of those different buildings yeah there's the little theater that you can go in and watch the mickey mouse shorts in They have that really cute arcade thing, the candy palace, all that kind of stuff. However, I have two caveats from the other parks. One, I'm going to need them DLP arcades because the arcades are the most genius thing and every park should have them. Yeah, they're very, very, very good. They're just, they're so helpful. If it's too warm, you get some shade away from the sun. If it's pissing rain and it's cold, you get out of the outside for a little while. When you're Mm -hmm. trying to leave after the fireworks, you have a little escape route. They they're are just so the most good. genius things. They're so good for guest flow. It's just, it's very Honestly. good. And you can understand why they got put in in Disneyland Paris because it's a place that would suffer more, like, I'm not going to say adverse weather because Florida, but like, it's very likely that it would be raining all day in Disneyland Paris. And yeah. it would never not be raining. Where in Florida, it would rain for 10 minutes and then stop raining. True. But in Disneyland Paris, you could have a whole three days there where it doesn't stop raining. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it's it's one of the it's one of the few things that a lot of like vloggers or whatever from the states when they do go over to DLP, it's the one thing that they're like, why the hell? Why the hell don't our parks have this? Why doesn't yeah. Walt Disney World have this? Like, why? Why? Yeah. So I I'm I'm gonna insist on having the arcades. And then the only other thing is I would like the level of PhotoPass photographers that Disney World has. Oh my god, I didn't even think about photopass photographers. You've just unearthed a hatred for me for the lack of them that there aren't Disneyland Paris that I've completely forgotten about because when we when I went to that outrageous amount of time last year and every time I was like, why am I photopass photographers? Why am I paying for this? Why can't I just hire photographers? This is so true. So yeah. so true. That like this magic shot that they've got in Walt Disney World like in the middle of the hub like how extra can you be just honestly pay people to take my photo please please <laughs> you can I never totally agree with my two little caveats you can never have too many photographers in a Disney park Agreed. like just come on I come on Josh tomorrow agree. get on that your first action <laughs> should be more photographers in Disneyland Paris because you can do that now thank you <laughs> Just so do you want to cover off shops and food or yeah, have you just, more to do on Main just, Street? Just a tiny little bit. Um, it was just that in the Disneyland resort, the lights that are on Main Street are super, super cute at night. And I feel Agreed. like it's very like, oh, Main Street. And I also just want to make um, like, a, like a hot mention to the bazaar in Tokyo Disneyland. I really like the idea of having, it makes me, I want to say conservatory roof because that's what it makes me think of. It's no, like they you. have, because over in Asia, the idea of like a Main Street USA doesn't really fit culturally. So in Tokyo, they have like their bazaar, which is, it's basically a Main Street with a roof on it. And it, it makes sense, but it, it tones everything down a bit. But I do really like the idea of having a main street that has a covering on it. And I do think that in some way that could be really 
helped for Disneyland Paris, but also I know it wouldn't fit. But I do like the whole idea of having a covering over Main Street because then you can enjoy Main Street at any time of the day. This is very true. <laughs> for like having your main shopping mall be covered, I just I, I like the idea. But in an in a ideal scenario here, I've opted against it. But I would like okay. to have a hot mention to it. Just FYI. Entirely fair. Then when it comes to the stores, I've literally just listed them off. I don't have them in a specific order, except for that the bakery should come first because I want to smell the smells as I walk down Main Street. Okay. So I want a bakery at the front and a bakery towards the end so that the smells just amalgamate for the entire Main Street. That's my only thing. After that, I don't really have an order for them. Okay, <laughs> but that's I know that I want the barbershop. Mm-hmm. Very good. The the place where you can get your silhouette drawn. Very good. Yes, they don't, I agree. They don't have that in DLP. I want a Christmas shop that's not inside a castle. I want a Christmas shop that's on Main Street. A homeware okay. shop. A Harrington's. Duh. I have Harrington's as well. I want a fashion store just for kids. So almost like the shop they have in Disneyland Paris, except better because it's just for kids. And so I know where all the kids stuff is. Mm-hmm. Um, an Emporium because obviously need an emporium and i've just said i would definitely have shops that lean more towards the range of merch that you get in disneyland resort and walt disney world because the range of merch in dlp is extremely stale and needs a big up big update <laughs> entirely fair and then i've also just mentioned that of course it would need a casey's and the bakeries would sell actual good baked goods and candy apples okay oh, cool and my last thing sorry and then you can list off everything you have to say tokyo has a magic shop in their bazaar like a magic okay. shop where you go in and you watch a magician do magic and then you can buy magic sets and i cool. said i would swap out half of dlp's crap shops for one of these bad boys <laughs> <laughs> brilliant brilliant i love yesterday me typing out all this stuff <laughs> so sassy uh, I... yes that's my that's my entire main street i didn't go mega detailed i would obviously want an emporium i think uh, like you said like a baked shop a sweet shop i think the design resort has that candy palace thing where they like Mm -hmm. hand make the candy canes and stuff absolutely all about that the only things i wanted to call out is because i i don't have any an emotional attachment to pretty much anything on dlp's main street except for harrington's harrington's is arguably that and Thunder Mesa Mercantile are my mm-hmm. two favorite stores in DLP because I just, I feel like Harrington's is where I have spent more money than any other store. That's because it sells DLP. things that you like actually want. Yeah. It sells nice <laughs> shit. It yeah. Nice shit. Like it sells things that like, oh yeah, I'll save money and I'll buy this one thing that's actually nice yeah. rather than all of this other guff that they sell at Disneyland Paris. Yeah. And it, it sells stuff that's more unique. So like a lot of the stuff that you can get in Harrington's, you can't really get everywhere else they do the glass blowing they have that beautiful glass like dome ceiling that's where they have Mm -hmm. all the beautiful paintings and stuff so harrington's is an absolute staple other than that everything else can be the disneyland resort version of it i want the holly jolly bakery i want Mm -hmm. casey's that also has vegan and vegetarian stuff please jesus because i have never had anything from a casey's and it's it's all i want all i want is to be able to get a hot dog from casey's but bloody disneyland paris has nothing vegetarian so yeah, I don't have any attachment like, for anything except for Harrington's. Like, I really think that vegetarian and veganism is quite popular in France now, to be yeah. honest. And I do think they're actually one of the leading countries in it. And it still baffles me that Disneyland Paris do very little about it. Like, <laughs> I, I would quite happily 
bring over a pack of like the Denny meat-free sausages because they're arguably the best you can get now and be like, can you just cook one of these for me and put them in a bun, please? That's all I'd want. Yeah. All I want. Yeah, yeah it's weird. So, yeah, I totally agree. I think the merchandise that they have in any of the American parks is always infinitely better than what we get in DLP. So Even any of no the Asian parks as well. A lot of the Asian yeah, parks true. have a lot of better merch. There's something about DLP where it just sits in the middle and it, I... I really do think it gets forgetting about. Forgetting about? Forgotten it about. It just like, they're like, oh yeah, here's our all of our Asian parks and here is all of our US parks and they just forget that they've got one in Europe. And it's just like, <laughs> eh. And then there's <laughs> us. So yeah, I, I feel you with that. So the next thing I have down is the kind of castle hub area. Yeah, this one I found quite difficult because I feel like the main hub area is all about them feels and mm. I've only ever been in the Disneyland Paris hub area. <laughs> so yeah. like, obviously I can see pictures and watch videos of Disneyland resort and um, magic kingdom and Shanghai and everyone else. But I've just written down Disneyland Paris because it's the only one I really know. Okay. And I've basically said, I like, I do like the whole split stage thing that they have going on Disneyland Paris. Mm -hmm. I do think it works really well for parades that are actually designed for it, which are most of the new ones. Most Mm -hmm. of the new ones. The hub area Magic Kingdom, I think, is too big. I think it's huge. It's basically like a football field. It is massive. Um, And I think it kind of draws away like the Disney feeling. Like it's just a lot of astroturf on the ground. And I just feel like it's not like, ooh, hub uh but i also just wrote that this part is really difficult because i've only ever been to the disneyland paris hub whereas with like shops and stuff i'm like i know what a shop is and i know what i want them to sell but when it comes to like the main hub area i'm like that's that's kind of all i have to go off of but yeah they've my points how about you i actually i I have gone for the magic (laughs) kingdom one however i would want it to be like half the size because it is way too big yeah, I think that but, was my biggest problem with it, that it's huge. <laughs> yeah. But I do, I like the, I like the little hub grass areas. I like them being places that people can go to Casey's and get a hot dog and then go sit on the grass. You see a lot of, especially like family vloggers that like use those. It's just like little play areas for their kids. They'll sit down, they'll have some snacks or whatever, and the kid can kind of just run around. They're usually enclosed off. So the kid's not gonna go like running out under a horse mm-hmm. or something stupid like that <laughs> i also like the i think you've already mentioned it that like zoom in photo thing that you can do in the whole oh, area yeah, that they yeah. started doing in the last year i think mm-hmm. that's really cute and it's really unique so yeah it's the one that i feel like has the most like uniqueness to it mm-hmm. with the exception of i suppose dlp is quite unique because it has the stages but yeah i just i went for that one also I, w- I was severely lacking on anything to do with magic kingdom so i was like i'm i'm, I'm gonna give it a pity vote fair fair <laughs> <laughs> so uh, now we're on to i suppose kind of the biggins yeah and it's actually so, the ones i've written the least amount about because i just feel like they all speak for themselves <laughs> oh i agree i agree so what's your castle kate um i have disneyland paris fair because I just think I know that Disneyland Resort has a lot go like has a lot of meaning towards it, but I just think it's too small when Agreed. it comes to fireworks shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know the Walt Disney World's one is the n- well most well known one, but I think it's too big. <laughs> yes. 
and I'm just not overly fond of any of the Asian uh, parks, castles either. I've okay. just, they don't really call to me. So as a general vote of it's the most prettiest, I've gone for DLP. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> I, I have said the exact same for all the exact same reasons. The Disneyland Paris one is just stunning. Now I have said, can I have the Disneyland Paris castle with the Disneyland Resort paint job? Yes, I agree. that paint job is beautiful. Yeah, I would like it to pizzazz a bit more. Pizzazz? Yeah. Like when you look at it and you're like, whoop! <laughs> yeah. So, DLP Castle, Disneyland Resort, paint job. Please and thank you. Agreed. So, next up I have Castle Show. And I have Mickey and Minnie's Royal French Affair Show because it's so goddamn wholesome and everything about it is amazing. And that's literally all I've written. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. <laughs> Why would you not want to see this show? every hour of every day it's so cute this is this is very true i also have mickey's royal is it mickey and minnie's royal friendship fair i just thought it was yeah. mickey's i think oh, i googled this because i didn't know how to spell fair i'm probably wrong um yeah i'm also gonna pick this i did used to love and i can't for the life of me remember what it was called but the oh one no it's there... just it's just mickey i just added mini for equality no it is just mickey's royal friendship fair i feel you <laughs> Well, we'll stick with Mickey and Minnie's. I think that's in my head, I'm like, but what? About. Yeah, she always gets forgotten about. But um, I can't remember what the show was before Mickey and Minnie's Royal Friendship Fair. I think it, I don't. I can't remember, but I had Maleficent in it, and I loved it. I feel but like it, it was, was like of the similar vibe, but it yeah. wasn't as structured to a theme. No, no, but I like it. I think it has a good mix of characters. I like the princess and the frog is in there. I, anything that involves Tiana and Avina, I'm always going to be a fan of. I mm-hmm. like that it's seasonal as well. Yeah. That the kind I of dancers' outfits change. Yeah. Fully on board with that. Love, love. <laughs> love that. But yeah, I also chose that because it's probably... Oh, actually, I did also have an alternative though, but I don't know if it okay. technically counts as a castle show, but you can tell me if it is or not. Okay. So you know in the Disneyland Resort, when all the characters kind of line up in like a semicircle in front of the castle and there's the band and the band are playing oh, Disney songs and the characters cry. are dancing and Kate's like oh. Kate's getting really stressed thinking about it it's so cute <laughs> they're like there and they're all having a great time oh, uh, technically no and the dapper dons are there oh. technically I don't think it counts but one thing we didn't put in was like streetmosphere oh there we go I feel like we could put that there yeah, that and the dapper dance <laughs> yeah that's it don't don't need anything else <laughs> bish bash bosh fast <laughs> Got that one out okay. of the way. <laughs> parade. Okay. So I have a daytime parade of Move a Chick at Mouska Dance at Street Party because oh, okay. why would I not when it has the best I also song picked ever a in it? Daytime parade, <laughs> mine's different. Oh, okay, great. I'm glad I picked a daytime parade then because I thought I was breaking the rules. But I've also said there are so many good daytime parades. Oh, no. There's so many good daytime parades. But then you've also got. Um, Oh, I mixed up my mixed up my sentences there. We have a chicken mask dance at street party for like daytime, daytime, and then for the main parade of the day, it's obviously magic happens because mm-hmm. right now it is just everything that embodies Disney, and this is where I've said I understand that there over the times have been so many great parades, but there's mm-hmm. just currently something really special about magic happens. I think it really has started changing the way Disney parades work and just the yeah. influences that were in it about Todd Call being involved and the major like female influence over the parades and even like the main dancers there's more females than there are males and it just there's something about the parade that just it, it just feels right 
And if you asked me to go view any parade right now, it would magic happens. And that's just the way it is. I wholeheartedly agree. I think... (laughs) I think magic happens perfectly. It it perfectly, I suppose, encompasses the core Disney Parks fan base right now. Because mm-hmm. whereas Disney Parks usually and traditionally have been very heavily marketed towards families and everything like that. Because, and I think it fits the park that it's in so well as well. Yeah. Because the vast majority of people that visit the Disneyland Resort are people between the ages of like 19 and people in their 40s yeah like couples friends it's predominantly adults that don't have children for the Mm -hmm. most part anyways yeah and i feel like magic happens perfectly summarizes that kind of demographic of people it's got your real like throwback characters like sword in the stone but it's Mm -hmm. also got some of the really new characters like You've got your Tiana, you've got Frozen 2 references, you have Moana, but it's also showcasing Coco because there's obviously a very strong Hispanic group of people that live in California as well. Couldn't think of a better way to phrase that, but you know what I mean. Yeah, you know I what I mean? It. Like, I feel like it just, it's just, oh, beautiful. Magic happens. Particularly if it's like teetering over to the, when it's getting dark and you get to see that beautiful yeah. Moana float light up stunning um my- so i also had a daytime parade oh yeah go on keep going yeah yeah, yeah. i'll save. i'll save my point to the end go on keep going and i had this as like an alternative i didn't necessarily have this as a daytime parade but i just had it as like a thing because i was going through my list with brefni yesterday i have the rainy day parade for magic kingdom oh the rainy day parade's really cute <laughs> it's adorable and they're all in like little bellies with little jackets and there's the song it's just it's so cute so many people i say people it's mostly karen's hate the rainy day parade because i know I the, the last day the magic kingdom was open before it closed for covid19 or it was a disneyland resort someone one of them had to have the rainy day parade because it was because it was raining and it was too dangerous and they couldn't have the main parade and yeah. i don't know if it was a youtube video or i saw an instagram video or something but there was a karen being like you're telling me it's the last day of my vacation and i've come all this way just to see the rainy day parade and i was like leave <laughs> just leave <laughs> but like you think of all the guests that go to Walt Disney World all the time and never get to see the rainy day parade yeah I'd love to see it it's so humble it's so Same. huge it's adorable and the song is just so freaking cute so yeah that's that's my slightly obscure <laughs> daytime parade that's fair I was just gonna say about magic happens because I never really thought about it when you said that magic happens really fits with the park that it's in so it really fits mm. in Disneyland Resort and I was just thinking that because Magic Kingdom is so much bigger and so much like broader and everything like that I don't know if Magic Happens would fit that well no with Magic be Kingdom because so it's not it's not big enough but mm. it would but it would fit like considering both of our ideal parks here are quite similar and they've mm. both got a very similar vibe I feel like within the parks that we've made ourselves today Magic Happens fits perfectly. Oh, absolutely. But if you were to try and put it in Magic Kingdom, it would just look like an ant. It just wouldn't work yeah. at all. Which I yeah, think like, is it's mad, isn't it? W- like when you think about the sheer scale mm. of the Magic Kingdom floats, like because the Magic Kingdom floats are probably the closest thing we can potentially equate them to is the Frozen float in DLP because the Frozen yeah. float is so astronomically huge. Very, and the characters big. are so far away. Yeah, you can't and, really see them unless you're very far away from them. Yeah, and that 
that's that's what it's like in Magic Kingdom. And I get it because Magic Kingdom is massive and the characters there now are perfect for the type of park where the most of the people there are families that are there on their trip of a lifetime. Yeah. So it has to be this over the top massive parade with all of your traditional characters yeah, and everybody can your see heart them from everywhere. Yeah. So yeah. I just thought that was interesting. I was like, oh yeah, you're right. Gonna throw a curveball at you. If you had to pick a seasonal parade, what would you pick? Christmas. <laughs> but which one? Probably the one in Magic Kingdom. Fair. Because it is so over the top. I know we just we just <laughs> potato potato that one. <laughs> But that one in Magic Kingdom, like if you like, if I went and watched it on YouTube now, I'd be like, "Cool, let's go make hot chocolate and like eat some peppermint sticks." <laughs> Entirely, <laughs> you know fair. what I mean? It just puts you it's in the, the you're like, "Yeah, it's Christmas." It's like, "Yeah, boom!" And you've got Mickey and Minnie, and you've got them on the thing, and just yeah, it's just very Christmas. So probably that one, and also that's probably also like my ideal random parade to ever see because I think it would hit me in the feel so much because it would mean that i'm at magic kingdom at christmas yeah which is just so yeah (laughs) probably that one what about you well i think i know what your one is but go on (laughs) see i love all of the halloween parades there's there's not a single one that i don't enjoy (laughs) so um probably boo to you yeah i was like it's definitely not going to be the dlp one but i but i have that dlp song though yeah vive la vie is just amazing and i have to say i prefer the mickey mouse float and the whole mickey mouse thing in the dlp parade than i do in booty you because he's kind of just a little bit boring in booty you he's just in a gazebo with minnie and the ducks there's a lot going on in the dlp one it's a lot of yeah lots of coordination yeah but overall booty you like the grave diggers from the haunted mansion with the ballroom dancers from the haunted mansion but i if i could have booty you but if i could take out the weird chicken bit and the weird like yeehaw bit and just get rid of that that's like thanksgiving that's what that is that's like hey <laughs> yeah if i could get rid of that and then either have the phantom manor the whole mickey mouse bit from dlp or have the nightmare for christmas bit from the disneyland parade i'd happily do that because i don't need the clucky chicken i'm good as much as i love clarabelle i don't need the clucky chicken it just it's just so Random. It's so it, strange. It literally goes from to <laughs> so. Last but not least, or at least I think it's last but not least, yeah, fireworks. Do you know what? I really struggled. Oh. I found it quite hard because really, I'll have anything that isn't illuminations. So my pick was quite to. big. No, because literally every other fireworks show from an American park hits you real in the heart the thing is when you go to the asian parks fireworks aren't really a thing over there and they they like they use them for different reasons it's all to do see when you get to the asian parks there's just so much more like culture and i don't want to use the word superstitions because that's probably the wrong word but like culture mostly where different things are associated for different reasons that they're Mm -hmm. not in like the western world so when you go to a lot of asian parks they're not really all about the big pizzazz and the big shows and evening and that kind of stuff they're very very minimalistic yeah so for that reason i've not picked any shows from the asian parks but i know that when it comes to picking our stuff from like lands i'll hit the asian parks a lot more because they have some wacky going on but when it comes to the fireworks i've basically written down dreams slash happily ever after but then i also have 
it depends on the side of the castle because if you're looking at having a bigger castle then you could also have wishes no problem and make everyone cry yeah. but like you couldn't have dreams do you know what i mean it wouldn't hit as hard yeah. but then i also wrote down disneyland forever <laughs> because i know how great that one is and yeah. then i just wrote down i think it's very unfair to try and pick one in an <laughs> ideal park <laughs> because they're just all so great i love dreams because it was the first fireworks i ever saw yeah wishes and happily ever after both fit don't both hit the exact same way i feel okay um i know that if when you've seen them in person and if you've watched both of them a lot in in person they both hit different but to me they both hit pretty similar like without hearing like the wishes or like the happily ever after like if you took those away i probably wouldn't be able to tell you which was which okay fair because i've just not watched them enough but then i know that disneyland forever is so emotional and it's just amazing but it's also on such a small castle yeah and so and then i just end up with dreams again don't i (laughs) (laughs) so i guess dreams okay (laughs) But I do like, I don't know, yeah, I just don't want illuminations is really what I'm going for here. I want to make sure that when you have a fireworks show, it's more fireworks than it is projections. Agreed. And it's got to have your hard hitters. So it's got to have your ones where people know the words and it makes people cry. Of course, you can also have like the Star Wars-y bit and like the Pirates of the Caribbean bit and all that sort of stuff. But why would you have live action Beauty and the Beast in it when it's a movie that only lasted six months? Hmm? Tell me why, Illuminations. Like, that's why you got to go for like Happy Ever After and Wishes sort of vibe. Because like you could put Dream... Because you could put Dreams on now, which it hasn't been on for like the past five years and it would still be perfect. Agreed. But you play Illuminations now and it's outdated. Absolutely. I could have a whole podcast just talking about fireworks. Because <laughs> they're so important. I they just feel are. like the fireworks, the fireworks show is the most, if you're going to stay till fireworks, it's the most important part of your day. Oh, big time. Because it because, involves the most planning, arguably. Yeah, because you want to make sure you've got a good spot. You want to make sure that you're not going to get too cold, that you're not going to be hungry. You don't need to go to the bathroom. Everyone's there. Like, And you got to make sure that you know your route for getting it afterwards. And if like illuminations you've watched it and you're like oh, this was a bit crap then you feel a bit down because you're like oh i spent yeah. all this time planning and the show was actually not that good so it's just it really amalgamates your day together and i think it's really really important that's why i feel so passionate about it <laughs> i feel you i feel you i agree hey what did you pick <laughs> i picked disneyland forever right good choice because I think you could expand that to go yeah. on to the Disneyland Paris castle quite well. Because yeah. width-wise, I don't think they're that different. It's obviously mainly the height. Yeah, okay, fair. But also, because Disneyland Forever has that tangled bit with yeah. the lanterns, you could yeah. easily take what was in Dreams and hoof it on and it'd be perfect. Yeah. But the main reason why I went for Disneyland Forever is because they do the projections down Main Street. Yeah, I also want to that's what that. I want. Yeah. yeah that's what I well. want. Like, whenever you watch vlogs and stuff where people are watching Disneyland Forever, everyone always says, watch it from the middle of Main Street because it's so much better. Because it's like you're, in, you're engulfed by the whole thing. And I, I just, I love the idea of that because it just makes Main Street feel like a total party. Yeah, because the thing is, with every show that's ever been on in Disneyland Paris, they don't do anything on Main Street. Which yeah. means to be able to see it properly, you have to be in that main hub area. Like, yeah. there really isn't much point standing on Main street because they have all that water feature that doesn't go very high it's very low and if you're not 
standing right up there, you miss it. Yeah. But even with dreams, oh my God. So do you know the way with dreams, you've got Peter Pan and Wendy? Even if they put Peter Pan on one side and Wendy on the other or Main Street, then you'd still be completely involved in it without having to yeah. be within an inch of its life to the castle. Guys, I've sorted it. Get me onto DLP. Josh tomorrow, hit me up. I fixed your problem. Firstly, fucked illuminations. Throw out the USB. Set it on fire. No one wants it. Bring back dreams, and I'll projection map it onto Main Street for you. There you go. Watch, watch your ticket sales soar. I'm telling you now, I, though, I if you. they told me if they told me they were bringing back dreams after COVID, I'd be like, get me there now. If they so the thirtieth for Disneyland Paris is in 2022. If they said rather than coming up with any form of a new fireworks or anything like that, if they just said, yeah, we're bringing back dreams, take all my money. Yeah, get I'd me there. Go. I'd go. I'd be like, yeah, absolutely, no problems. Oh. It's just so much better. There's more Agreed. fireworks. The songs are better. The idea for the show is better. Just the idea, like, why would you, like, you don't want to be illuminated. You want to have a nice dream. Like, it just, everything just, oh. Yeah. Stupid DLP. <laughs> I like how similar our, our dream parks are, though. Yeah, I feel like it's, do you know, do you know when we do our, like, uh, our other series where we research the rides and all that sort of stuff? Yeah. I feel like Main Street is the same sort of idea of Fantasyland that there's nothing like like neither of us have any massive favoritism over, over main street because it's just something that we both enjoy to an equal amount hmm. so i think that's why it's quite similar for both of us yeah but when it gets to other lands i think we might diverge a bit because yeah, we both have so. different preferences in those lands but when it comes to main street like main street has one purpose and one purpose only and i think we are both heavily agreed on that <laughs> yeah, basically keep the castle give it a paint job Everything else just needs to be better than DLP currently has now. Boom. That's it. Easy peasy. <laughs> say it once, say it a third time. Josh tomorrow. Get me on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> and then just before we finish up, so I popped up a, well, first of all, I popped up a question thing onto our Instagram earlier today asking if anybody had any questions for us. And we only had one question come through which is from the lovely Sandy, a.k.a. Glotini underscore Genie. And she asked, did Kate brave a trip to Woody's? No, I did not. I haven't been anywhere. I went to Centra today. That's a lie. I went to Centra. Do you know why I went to Centra? Well, I went to Centra because I had to go somewhere else. But I went to Centra because all I've wanted for the past whole of lockdown is chicken nuggets. And because our family's doing like Slimming World all day, every day, which has been fine. Like I haven't, I haven't hated it. It's been grand. I say that, but I'm the one that's baking all of the non-Slimming World things. I'm like, yes, well, brownies, banana bread. <laughs> Basically, though, I've been like, we haven't added things to like the major shop that yeah. are more unhealthy than usual. But all I've wanted for the past week solid has been chicken nuggets. Oh. <laughs> and it was so warm today as well. So we went down to Sendra and we got knockoff Cornettos and some chicken nuggets and some ice. And I was like, yes. <laughs> so no, I feel like have I not have. been. Go on. No, go ahead. No. So have not been to Woody's but have been sent to buy chicken nuggets. But I do have a plan for the big empty wall in my room to do one of those TikTok tape walls the, like with the geometric shapes to basically make it look like the purple wall in Disney World. So I might get that done. And if so, that will require a chip to a homeware store, <laughs> a hardware store. 
but that probably won't be until Excellent. next week because we'll, we'll let it lie we'll let it lie low yeah. for a bit we'll see how people get on it's not an emergency in any in any form of the word <laughs> entirely fair all i was gonna say is i feel like i have 10 million bags of corn nugs so i That's would because i'm not there send you several <laughs> <laughs> Because normally it's like, mm, Kate's not going to like what I'm cooking. I'll just make you nugs. That's it. It's so unfair. It's just the one. It's only the one dinner. But you always have it. <laughs> it's because it's easy and I can make it in bulk. And so are corn nugs. <laughs> so I posted another post asking, with the new measures that are in place in Shanghai and in Disney Springs, will you be visiting a Disney? park asap so i put up a poll as to whether people said yes or whether people said no and then Mm -hmm. i also asked why people said what they said Mm -hmm. so currently polls been up for eight hours and currently we're sitting at 30 percent yes 70 percent no right yeah so i'll go in and have a look at some of the comments so the first one we had was from the lovely chloe which is earth underscore two underscore Chloe. And she said, it looks more clinical than magical. And I'd rather wait a while longer personally, which I think Mm. is very fair. Yeah, so do I. Uh, It doesn't feel Disney. Yeah. (laughs) Which is one thing that I think... of them. Yeah. Do you know what I think is one thing that would help though? So even from watching Tim's vlog earlier... The cast members all had like black face masks on. And I was like, here, lads, you need to get onto your costume department and make ones that match the costumes for the various areas. Yeah, specifically because in Disney Springs, they have these new form of cast members that are there to tell people about all of the new things they've got going on. And they're in a costume that I've never seen before. So I think it's like a newish cut co- or obviously like just one of their like generic costumes but i've definitely yeah. never seen it before but it's like bright yellow and orange and red and you can see them far away and it's perfect and i'm like was it really that hard to give them like yellow face masks because yeah. in city walk toothsome's open and they have their like steampunk characters out and one of them mm-hmm. is a robot who doesn't need a face mask to the general eye but the other one is a girl who's just a face character and she has a face mask on but it's like deep brown and it matches her outfit to a tee and you don't even notice it it's just sort of there so i definitely do think that's a really good point i do think their face masks need to match their costumes yeah they need to be themed i would just point out though the robot does have a face mask on yeah sorry yeah but just it was just (laughs) i just i thought it was such a like hilarious thing that they decided to do i was like okay good good job universal (laughs) then um Sam, who's oh, why did I, the dark girl dot in dot, the dark castle. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. Uh, Sam said, would depend on shows and characters for me. If they aren't there, then it's a sad no for me. I do completely respect and understand that. Personally, I do think that if there are no shows and there are no characters, you're losing half of what you've paid for. So yeah. unless they have ticket prices, no. Because yeah. when I go to a park, Obviously, everything's subject to change and subject to cancellation. But on a general regular day, when I pay to, for admission into a park, I expect to have everything that's there, not just yeah. the rides, because that's not the whole thing. If I wanted to go to rides, I'd go to Six Flags. Agreed. Obviously, not here, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I, I, I feel you, though. So then we have Laura, which is Laura's palette of thoughts. To go all that way, I'd want to be sure all the shows etc would be on i don't think they will be yet so laura predominantly visits disney world 
Um, I think she unfortunately actually had to miss a trip because of everything that's going on at the minute. So I agree. I think it'd be one thing if it was DLP. And I think we mentioned this on a show previously because we've gone so many times, because we're annual pass holders, I feel like there's not that much kind of pressure. But if I was to fork out realistically a couple grand to go to either of the American parks or mm-hmm. even more to go to any of the Asian parks like I would want to make sure that I'm getting that full experience because who the hell knows when I'd get to go again whereas with DLP because it is that much cheaper to go to DLP you're talking a couple hundred versus a couple thousand yeah and I know that it's probably not going to be that long before I'd go back to DLP I think it is slightly different depending on the park you're talking about yeah fair then the lovely Sandy who we had on last week last week <laughs> last week <laughs> who is a Glitter and Bows IRE has said sorry I just have to go and share response because it's too long she said I'd be happy to just sit on a bench on Main Street but if I had a family or high risk people around me then no that's also pretty fair it's like yeah by myself sure but if I if but if it meant bringing other people or a high risk person then absolutely nada not a hope yeah agreed and we have engineered underscore does underscore disney my trip is until november either things will be smooth or will reschedule which i think is the case for a lot of people so either things will kind of have gone back to some level of relative new normal or a lot of people will just reschedule which i think is entirely fair yeah i agree then we have jesse who i assume <laughs> answered no to the poll and just wrote because i ain't stupid x <laughs> <laughs> i, I feel, I feel yeah. like i'm right there with you jesse <laughs> <laughs> then we have a breezy a breezy day life yeah yeah we'll go with that and um, they said dlp because we're annual pass holders and it's only a three-hour drive but would not travel so i think kind of similar to what we said they're annual pass holders it's relatively distance. easy for them to get long distance that's what they mean yeah. by ld there we go i was staring at it going hmm <laughs> yeah. long distance. so again so similar to, to what America. we've just said because they're annual pass holders and live close to dlp they'd be happy to kind of go with current restrictions but it's it's a big investment both in time and money to go to the further afield parks so i understand not being willing to fork out the full amount for not a full experience yeah, and I do feel like a lot of, the, well, pretty much all the comments we there got there are very European based. <laughs> yes. And I do believe that Europe is handling things a bit differently to America. And I even want to say Canada is hand- handling things differently to America. They so are. I do think that everyone who isn't in America is going to have a different opinion on this than Americans. Uh-huh. Not all Americans. Some Americans understand what's going on. But yeah. there are some who are just like, no, I want everything to reopen now. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. If you were looking for kind of a more Floridian perspective on things is probably the best way I could put it. Mm-hmm. So another After Dark podcast, the Disney Dream Girls this week had a guest on who is a Florida local and he was on discussing the current measures that are in place in CityWalk. He was there on the day it reopened. So he was kind of given some I suppose information about what the layout was like there what his kind of initial thoughts were what was open what wasn't the kind of feedback he spoke to some team members stuff like that so if you want to kind of hear it from the horse's mouth so to speak would recommend going and listening to the Disney Dream Girls latest episode and I'll be sure to link that in the show notes as well if you do want to check it out excellent I think that's pretty much 
to everything. I feel like we've covered like 10 million things. Yeah, so do I, yeah. But I feel like it went, it went pretty well. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, so if you want to check us on Instagram, it's at Mickey Waffles Pod on Instagram. We're also on Facebook and Twitter and everything's in the show notes, which if you're on Spotify, you can look at the show notes. Ha You just go into the podcast and it's right underneath. There's hey. a lesson you learn for today lads because i know that most people i've listened on apple Podcasts or spotify so there you go show Absolutely. notes all your info mm. there we go <laughs> if you are listening on apple Podcasts, please do leave us a review give us a rating it really does help us out and we would greatly appreciate it and yep. as mentioned we're doing our next quiz on the 29th of may so if you want to be part of that drop us a dm and we will send you the information about it we would love to see your lovely faces via zoom not a clue what the quiz is going to be yet but you know it's going to be fun did we come up with like an outfit theme uh i don't know if we no, did i don't think we have i don't think that was the agreed last upon time on was the, on the previous call <laughs> yeah the last one was dapper slash disney bound i think we could probably do disney bound again yeah probably i feel like I think that's a neat all the all these kind of people that we have them chats with they're like i have ten thousand disney bounds at my immediate disposal <laughs> yeah absolutely we could do Disney's Bound or Spirit Jersey. Honestly, you can wear what you want. Like, we put these in just for fun, but don't oh, not yeah, come just because you don't think you have an outfit. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe Spirit Jersey would be a good one. I like Spirit Jerseys because I have like eight of them. <laughs> Says the girl currently wearing a Spirit Jersey. <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, thanks very much for listening, everybody. We really appreciate it. And yeah, I guess we'll chat to you next week. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.